Hello friends, welcome back to my solo road. My name is Sydney, I do still live in a van and this is still my podcast, I know. Shocking information to start off with, but I am, I think in roughly the same place I was last week. I can't remember where I recorded it last week, um, but I am sitting outside the east entrance of Yosemite. I did just stumble upon this particular campsite I actually found this place and I loved it. So I decided to stay an extra night. And because I stayed that extra night, they closed the east entrance, which is like the only way I could get into Yosemite. They closed it right as I was going to go in. So that hour drive that it was going to be has now turned into a seven hour drive, which I just don't feel like doing. So I'm going to head to the Alabama Hills instead and hang out there for a bit. And then I will be going to Tahoe to visit Lee and the rest of the pups. I only have Ella and Pearl right now, so things are a bit quiet and quieter than I am used to. But enough about kind of where I am and what I'm doing. I hope that it is sunny if you are walking your dog right now. I know some of you walk your dog to the podcast, so I hope it's a beautiful day outside. If you are listening to this in the car, then I hope you're not sitting in, like, standstill, sucky traffic, especially if you're in, like, a big city, then that's probably exactly what you're doing. Anyway, I think that's pretty much... What else is there really to talk about at the beginning of this? I'm actually so excited to talk about the topic that I didn't... Usually, I take little notes on some stuff and, like, what I want to say in the intro or just not, like, a very different than a script, but, like, bullet points, right? And I didn't bullet point anything for the intro because I'm very excited to get into the topic of the week, which is going to be loneliness. And I have talked somewhat about it on Instagram And if you, you know, read my captions or anything, then you probably know how I feel about loneliness. But I don't know. The last few episodes have been somewhat informative and very, I don't know. Yeah, informational. But I wanted this week to kind of be more of like a chat and me just kind of sharing my feelings and my emotions for, you know... I don't know, any of the solo people out there, or if you want to travel but you're intimidated by loneliness, or if you have suffered from depression that is linked to loneliness in any way, I'm kind of hoping that this episode can relieve some of that because I do think I have like a relatively unique perspective on loneliness. I've always somewhat enjoyed it, uh, as odd as that might sound. I kind of like being alone. I'm a very independent and somewhat introverted person. So I've never really been intimidated by the idea of being alone. Not to say that I don't get lonely, however. So today I just kind of would like to share with you if I get lonely, how I get lonely, what I do when I'm lonely, and just, like I said, my perspective on on the whole thing. And hopefully for any of you out there that do deal with, you know, those feelings, I think we all do, uh, you know, at different points in our lives, but if you are going through that right now or if that's something that's intimidating you about going onto the road and living in a van or traveling by yourself, hopefully I can shed a little bit of light on that today and help you see a bit of a different side of loneliness. Um, it's definitely something that I feel like I've worked through, so I would kind of like to, I don't know, help you and push you through that feeling as well. I have my can of wine sitting next to me. I'm ready to crack that thing open. So go grab your drink and I will be right back. Okie doke, we're gonna do a little ASMR. If you don't know what that is, it's like weird sounds, right? I didn't crack my can open just because I wanted to do this on the podcast. Ready?
Oh, dang. I hope that sounded good and not terrible. Wine spilled everywhere, but we're fine. That had to sound disgusting. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and do this thing. Are we lonely? Of course we're lonely. We travel alone. Um, but what I want to change your perspective on is that being alone or being lonely is this terrible thing um, or that it has any kind of negative connotation because if you are feeling alone or if you're scared of being alone and you don't ever want to be just with yourself, I really do believe that it's usually because you don't want to sit with yourself and you don't want to sit with the things that are inevitably going to come up in your mind. The thoughts that you might have and the, I don't even know, the trauma that you might have endured at some point in your life. Like, you don't want to have to sit and just think about those things and Although I completely understand that, it's perfectly reasonable. It's actually a really healing process and a really healing thing to be alone and have those thoughts and sit with those things because the more that you do that, the faster that you can get on with your life. And that's not to say that you're going to get over anything that has happened or get over any of the thoughts that you're having. But it does mean that you can, you know, move forward with your life and you don't, you know, those things won't be sitting in your subconscious all the time. So really just kind of evaluate why you might be feeling so scared of being alone. And, you know, maybe maybe think about that and, and the fact that you, you could just be running away from something. And, and maybe being alone is like the exact thing that you could, like the, the very thing that you need the most. And then especially with living in the van and traveling, I mean, think about how healing it could possibly be to be alone and to move through those things, but not even have to do it in like an apartment or a house. You are going to be traveling the world. Like I get to see, I was in a very, I've talked a little bit about this before, but I was in a pretty dark place before van life. I, I'll very briefly kind of go over it if this is the first one that you're listening to, but I was working about 70 to 80 hours a week at this restaurant and the a couple hotels and like doing this thing. Um, I was an events manager and that environment, I was living downtown Chicago like a block away from my job just so I could work more hours and like do whatever they needed me to do. And although it was the most financial success that I've ever had, it was the the loneliest, you know, the, the worst part of my entire life, just to put it pretty literally. It was very dark and, you know, I was in a city, I was in Chicago, I was full of people. There were thousands of people walking by every single day. I talked to hundreds of people and it was so lonely. So just because you are going to physically be alone... It, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're even going to feel lonely. Like, I feel so much less alone now being actually alone than I ever did when I was around a crowded city with people around me all the time because... Now I get to, you know, look at beautiful places. I get to see these beautiful things. I get to choose who I meet and who I interact with. And I get to, you know, focus on myself and show myself the love that I needed to feel back then versus being in a crowded city and no one focusing on me. I wasn't focused on me because I was so busy doing everything else. And if you've ever lived in a big city, you know, like, no one else cares about you. Like, you all have headphones in. Everyone is looking down. Um, even if you have a group of friends, you know, not to say that there's not, like, wonderful people in every town and every city, but, like, no one is really focused on you. And when you 
nor anyone else is focused on you, like, you're bound to feel alone. So being able to take myself out of that environment and then just be in my van, even though now I'm physically, you know, entirely by myself other than having dogs, which don't worry, I will get to because the secret of this entire episode is to get a dog. You'll never feel lonely again. No, but, you know, now that I'm actually by myself... I get to focus on me and have a very small group of people who are also invested in me as a person and my growth and my success and my happiness. And that is a world of a difference emotionally and mentally, you know, showing yourself that amount of attention and focus. And like I was saying, working through those things that you have had in your subconscious for a while, like you really do come out of it in such a better headspace. So I I just want anyone who has been looking at van life, but you're afraid that you're going to get lonely or you've already been experiencing those feelings and you don't want van life to make it worse. I really want you to try and imagine the fact that maybe it will make it a lot better because I was feeling the same way and, and I can't tell you how much of a difference I feel now. I don't feel alone at all. I don't want to come across as if I never get lonely or I have everything figured out because I'm a human being and I'm bound to get lonely again, but I'm overall just in general in a very, very good headspace in terms of this concept. And another thing I think is important to share is that I am a relatively introverted person. I said this a few minutes ago, but I love talking to people. I really do, like, thrive off of the people around me's energy. So if I'm in, like, a group of people that I just think are very pessimistic and very negative, I can pick up that energy really, really strongly and start to feel that way. So I have to pay close attention of who I'm spending my time with and their attitude and their energy that they're giving me because I I can't separate myself and my energy very well from another person that I'm, I'm, I'm around a lot. But I, I really do... I enjoy, like, social situations. I don't want to sound, like, antisocial because I love talking to people. I love making friends. And I just, I love meeting new new people and, uh, yeah, like, making and forming new relationships. However, those things take a lot out of me. Like, if I go to a gathering, which is, you know, two or three days long, by the end of that gathering, I need to go into the middle of the woods and be completely alone for, like, a week because it just sucks everything out of me. And although I'm on this high the whole weekend and I, you know, I'm loving it and I'm so excited and I'm so energetic, the moment that I leave... It's like my whole body, my brain and my body just like crash and I have to know and you know, this has taken a lot of time for me to learn these things about myself and that's really what I want this episode to like encourage you to do as well. Like really focus on what you need in these types of situations, you know, to avoid loneliness but also to just like take care of yourself and I know that once I've given all of my energy to those around me. And I love doing that. And that's not a complaint in any way. But after I do that, I have to take a break and I have to go somewhere and just be silent and sit with myself and and watch Netflix and drink wine and read a book and like hang out and, and just give myself kind of that energy back. And yeah, just kind of replenish my body and my brain and, uh, and, and put that attention back on myself you know, next week I'm actually going to be talking a lot about social anxiety and how being on the road has helped that as well. But that really, the the fact that I had like severe social anxiety when I first got on the road, it really shows you 
how much of a difference being alone can actually teach you to be with other people. Don't know if that makes sense, but when I was in that environment in Chicago and I was like forcing myself, and that sounds bad, but like I kind of was. You know, when you're at work and you're having to talk to all these people, it was at a restaurant, so it's not like I, I wanted to be nice to every single person that came in because a lot of them are rude, and you're kind of forcing this, this attitude and this, you know, positivity all the time, and you're having to really force a lot of that. It really... I didn't know who I was anymore. I had been faking it for so long, for 80 hours a week, you know? And I had these friends who were so kind and they're so loving and I have nothing but wonderful things to say about them, but they weren't like me. And so I was changing who I was to fit in with them. And I had done that for so long and I had, you know, been in this previous relationship before I even worked at the restaurant and that relationship, I really wanted to be like him and I wanted to be like his friends because they were super cool Chicago artsy kids. And so I was pretending to be that for so long and I was just pretending and pretending and pretending for, for years to the point that I had no idea who I was anymore. And the simplest conversation, and I don't remember if I shared this in the podcast with Katie, but I, I walked into a grocery store one day and this woman came up to me, and I'll never forget this because this was the moment I realized something was wrong. And she came up to me and I was at one of those like bins where there's just a ton of tomatoes or avocados or whatever. And I'm like feeling for a good one. And she comes up and she was like, oh my God, I love your shirt. Where did you get it? And her saying that for some reason, I have no idea, like totally just triggered me in like the weirdest way. But I started sweating. My face got like beet red. I could immediately, within one second, I felt like my shirt just become like drenched. I I was just a mess. Like, I don't even know how else to describe it. I just, I couldn't even form the words to look at her or like speak back to her because I wasn't anticipating a social interaction in that moment. And for whatever reason, it just made me lose my mind. That was not the only time that ever happened, by the way. Like, there were times where I felt so socially awkward and, like, just weird that I would get so hard on myself and I just hated myself. And that is lonely. And I, you know, I say, I'm telling you this story because I went from that person who couldn't tell someone in a store where I got my shirt because I wasn't expecting the conversation and I did end up like spitting it out and then running away, right? Um, Like I told, I think I, you know, answered her question and like literally turned and ran. But I went from someone like that to the person that I am now, which doesn't mean that I still, like that I now love all social interactions and, you know, I'm just this completely changed person, but I understand myself so much better and I would never have come to be this person if I hadn't spent the last, you know, year and a half completely on my own in the middle of nowhere, hanging out with my dogs, having way too much time to just think and be with myself. Like I, you've probably heard me say it before, but I genuinely believe that we are never by ourselves. You're not by yourself. You are with yourself. And those moments shouldn't be intimidating. They shouldn't be anything that you're scared of. It it should really be welcomed. And you should look at that as like, oh, thank God I get to be with myself tonight. Like you don't need to think of it as 
I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to be so lonely. I'm not going to have anyone to talk to. You know, really like close your eyes and picture living in a van. You can talk out loud all day long. You can do whatever you want. No one can see in the van. You are probably going to be parked and camped in the middle of nowhere often. Like, it is the ultimate freedom of being entirely yourself. And when you get to be yourself for so long, you actually get this like... It is so eye-opening. You get to figure out who you are at your core. And maybe you already know who you are, and that is amazing. And I I am nothing but very happy for you. But I was not that way when I entered van life. And I don't want anyone to, per- like, to think that I came into van life being the same person that I am right now. I had no idea who I was. Like I was telling you, like, I was just really pretending to be all of these things. And not trying to be fake, but just kind of, like always wanting to mold into my environment. Like, oh, I'm around these people. I want to be like them because then they'll like me and doing that over and over. And it wasn't until I was alone. Like I said, I was sitting with my thoughts and my feelings and whatever. And I got to be a hundred percent myself all the time. And the best part about all of this is that when you do interact and you live in a van alone, you interact with people. And I have the comfort of knowing that I will never see this person again. So let's say I do sweat and I get triggered for whatever reason into a like social anxiety episode or any form of a panic attack. Like I know I'll never see this person again. So honestly, doesn't matter. I, if I mess up like speaking, that was the thing. Like and I don't want to totally, you know, destroy next week's episode, but like with social anxiety, you feel like everyone is watching you and everyone wants you to fail. And when you're in a new city all the time, you're in these new towns and these new places and, you know, you don't really have familiar people around you. It's actually this really freeing feeling of being like, yeah, they're not going to see me again. So what if I do mess up? What if I do trip and fall on my face? What if, you know, anything happens that would typically humiliate me and make me very anxious? If that does happen now, I literally don't care. And and that freedom of feeling that way has moved me into being this person where I no longer, like, even when I am around people I know, I don't care anymore because I know who I am. I know that they're not waiting for me to fail. And I only know these things because I've thought about them (laughs) because I've sat in my van and actually given hours and hours worth of thought to like all of these things. And like I said, I I wouldn't have come to any of these conclusions had I continued with a a chaotic, hectic, never ending the movement type of lifestyle. So from someone who has done it and is doing it, I'm just here to tell you that you will be fine and you will actually be far more than fine. Anything that you're worried about in terms of of the being lonely and, and being alone, it is a preconditioned thing that we have been taught. It is not real. And it really is all about your mindset and your mentality about being alone. If you allow yourself to get lonely and you allow it to be this very sad, you know, avoidance that you have, then you will, you, it is very likely that you could, you know, fall into a depression or like your mentality can really change into this very negative space. But if you go into it thinking, of, of the freedom that it'll actually give you and the positive outlook and the positive like things that you can take out of being alone for an extended period of time, it, it will really change your entire experience of being on the road solo. 
but none of this is to say that I don't ever experience any kind of loneliness. I just don't really like calling it that. I don't really, because I do think it has this like negative connotation and this negative idea, but what I do like say and what I kind of tell myself even is that I do crave human interaction. That doesn't make me a lonely person. It doesn't mean that I'm so lonely and alone. It just means that I'm a human being and as a human being, we crave interaction and I do crave connection and I, you know, I I need to be around people too. I don't only want to be alone. I don't think anybody would ever want to be alone their entire life and that's definitely not what I want anyone to take out of this. So, when I am feeling like I need some type of interaction or I want to you know, connect with with people or my friends. A few of the things that I do is the, you know, using social media. Social media is such a great way to connect with some people. It is how I found Katie. It's the real reason that like Henry and I connected the way that we did. We did meet in person, but because we both work on social media and, you know, we understood where each other was coming from when we were like, hey, I need to go take photos or I need to go on this hike so that I could do this or that. Like we understood each other because of it. And I really have felt like a huge sense of community. Even when I am sitting somewhere by myself, I can reach out to other people who live in vans or who are traveling or people who don't travel at all. Social media is this way of having never-ending connections. And even though sometimes it can be negative and sometimes, you know, there are trolls and there are people that just will not like you to not like you. That that doesn't make it a bad thing. And I think it's actually a really amazing tool for someone who is alone to find like-minded friends, to find people, and, you know, to just talk with people sometimes. I don't need you to sit right next to me all the time. Sometimes I just want to have a conversation with a stranger over the internet who's asking me questions about van life. Like, sometimes that's just really all I need. And, you know, then five minutes later, I'm good. Like, I just to have a conversation with a person is really all you have to do. However, meeting people in person is also nice. I always recommend if you have a dog to go to dog parks. Like, dog parks for the longest time was how I would talk to anyone. When I was really at the beginning of, like, trying to get over my social anxiety, dog parks were the one thing I would do all the time because the likelihood that you'll ever see someone that you are meeting at a dog park ever again is so slim if you don't go back to that dog park. So, every single day, I would find a new dog park And, you know, once I got, like, a little braver, I would go to the same dog park a few times in a week and I would see similar faces. I mean, you know, but a dog park is so nice because it gives you a starter conversation. Like, you don't have to initiate, really, conversation because your dog will just go play with another dog, which is also lesson to be learned from animals. Like... They have no problem running up to another dog and, like, playing. They're immediately best friends. And, you know, I kind of, maybe going to the dog park so often, like, taught me that as well. Like, it doesn't have to be this scary, you know, initiative that I have to take and, like, go start this conversation with someone that I just want to talk to. When you go to a dog park, your dog goes and plays with another dog and you will likely start talking to that owner as well, that pet parent. And yeah, you just strike up a nice conversation, you talk for 15 or 20 minutes, and then you move along. And, you know, like I was saying, social media, sometimes that's all I need. And sometimes a dog park and a small conversation with a stranger that I'll never see again is what I need in that moment. One of the best ways to make good friends when you're traveling in a van is, uh, to go to places that you know there are going to be other vans. Like, if you come out to the West Coast, you can go to pretty much any beach 
anywhere on the West Coast, and there will be a handful of vans at least. I've been to beaches where there were dozens of vans, and everyone has their sliding doors open. It's a very relaxed environment, and you don't even have to, like, if you're like me and you don't like initiating things, you don't have to initiate anything. Just open your sliding door and start cooking up something, and likely someone else who is more extroverted will come up, strike up a conversation, whether they have a van or not, or they just think they're cool and they want to see yours. And a lot of times, you know, that has created relationships with my friends who also travel and who live in vans. And, you know, for those of you listening who have no intentions of ever living in one, uh, the reason I'm giving this example is because if you do things where you know you'll meet someone who has a shared interest, like if you love yoga you're going to meet other people who have a shared interest if you go to yoga classes. If you love cooking, go to a cooking class. Or like I was just telling someone on Instagram earlier today to just always keep an eye out on Groupon and like randomly once a week, just go find something to do. You will get to go spend some time alone, but you may even make a friend who has like a a very strong same interest as you. If there's something that you love doing and none of your friends like it, go do it with other people and you're going to be surrounded by people who love that thing as well. And so, yeah, when, you know, when I first moved into the van, I didn't have any friends who lived in vans. And so I would just go to places where I knew there'd be other people living in vans. And that is a connection that I cannot even explain. Like, so few people would enjoy living in a van. So few people who would enjoy it actually do it. And the number just kind of goes down and down. And so it's like, although because I have social media, I have this community and it feels sometimes like there are too many people living in vans. The amount of people who actually are is very, very low. And I usually know if I see someone else living in their van, I know that we're going to have something to talk about, like whether it's about solar panels or the electrical system or like the bed and if it does have the conversion, like whatever the case may be, there's something to talk about. And so, yeah, just go do things that you love out in public. You know, once you're comfortable doing that and once you push yourself to do it, just go do things that you love in public and and share that interest with people who, you know, do it as well. Sometimes when you are accustomed to having the same group of friends, you lose sight of the fact that you haven't made any new ones in a while, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And by living, you know, in the van for myself, I have constantly been in this state of meeting new people, which, you know, that opens your eyes in ways that I don't even have time to get into. Like, the different cultures and the different people and the different backgrounds that you will get to meet when you just put yourself out there and, like, do things, it's incredible. And it will make you a more compassionate and more open-minded just a more, just a more open and general type of person when you, you, you make friends in all of these different areas. So I really cannot recommend doing something like that enough. And lastly, like, this is kind of the biggest means of connection for me is going to gatherings. When I go to a gathering, it's usually, like I said earlier, two or three days long, and it is constant connection. Sometimes I have to close my sliding door and just, like, sit in my van for 15 minutes because you are being pulled in different directions a lot of times. There's so many people who want to see your van, and then you talk to so-and-so, and, and, like, while you're talking to this person, someone else will walk up with a camera, and they want to do a tour of your van. And then there are what are they called? Panels. And you'll go to a panel and you talk to people there. And, you know, there's always like a big dinner for everyone. 
And it's really just two or three days of, it's like a camp almost. Like it's two or three days of just constant, constant connection. And so if you have just moved into a van or you're going to, and you don't really know where your first place should be, and you want to meet people that have a shared interest at all, or like other people who just live in vans and get you, find a gathering. Like they're all over social media. It should, it'll take you 10 or 15 minutes seriously to find one. If you can't find a gathering and you're interested in going, send me a message on Instagram. I, you know, after being in the community for a while, I always just hear of them popping up here and there. So if you're newer in the community, I'm always happy to share that information with you and tell you where to go. And whether I'm going or not, I do usually know of ones that are happening. So a gathering is like the perfect place for you to go and just meet a ton of people doing the same thing. There are people there in Subarus, there are people in cars. So if van life is just an interest to you, but it's going to be a few years until you get to do it, you can go to any gathering and not be in a van. So please don't feel the pressure to immediately be in one. Even if you just find it interesting, but you never want to actually live in a van. If you want to pitch a tent for a couple days or rent a van or go in your Camry, like there are people sleeping in the back of their cars just to kind of be in the environment and see what it's like. And it's a really great way of exerting a lot of energy in a positive way and getting to make friends and meet people who are doing the same thing or just doing something that's like, you know, an interest and a connection that is not really shared with too many other people. And then when you leave the gathering, like I was saying earlier, it is perfectly fine for you to go spend a week alone, (laughs) like go into the middle of nowhere and be by yourself. The one thing I I feel like I definitely have to bring up is because this, none of this like growth or anything would have ever happened in me if I didn't have my family. And I know I'm very lucky with the family that I was given. I don't know how or why it happened. I have two beautiful parents and my sister who is now married and has my nephew and And they are like the biggest support system. So throughout any of the dark times, through the great times, you know, wanting to do van life and then actually the build process and up until this point, like I have always felt supported by at least someone because I've always had them. And I I know that not everyone's family situations are obviously going to be that way. It's actually pretty rare now that they are. But if you have anyone in your family, like any time that I'm feeling sad, like let's say I'm actually just in a very, in a very like sad, dark day and I need to kind of cry or just let it out to somebody. If you just have one person and usually, unfortunately, sorry, mom, it is my mother. And so she's just kind of that person. Or if I can get a hold of her, then I'll call my dad, but I will call them and just kind of let it out and cry and tell them why I'm feeling this way and assure them that like tomorrow I'll be fine. But having just one person as like a backbone or some type of support is, has been very important to me. And as wild as this might sound, like if you don't have that person and you just don't have anyone to tell you that like you're going to be okay and everything will be fine. This sounds really cheesy and cliche, but I genuinely mean that I will be that person for you. Like I have no... I have no problem with that whatsoever. If you are wanting to do something like this, or even if you're not, 
whatever the case may be, if you don't feel like you have someone to talk to and you're going through a hard time or a hard day, please send me a message on Instagram or email me and we can figure out a way to talk further and in more detail and we can do that. But everybody deserves to have that person and because I have the family that I have, I know how important it is and I would be there for any of you in in that way in a heartbeat. But my final thoughts kind of uh, as I wrap up today is to just encourage you, whether you're in an apartment, a house, a van, whatever or wherever you are, to welcome this idea of loneliness and get acquainted with it. Like, get acquainted with being by yourself. Get acquainted with being with yourself. Uh, Stop this idea of loneliness being this awful thing and it's, you know, 100% linked to sadness and depression. We all have bad days. We all have bad years. We all have very dark times. Some experience far worse than others, but it's really important uh, and, and cathartic for you to have that time alone and experience who you are. Like, become... I feel like all of this is going to be so cheesy, but like become your own best friend, become your biggest cheerleader, convince yourself. And I'm not telling you this is going to happen overnight. Like this has taken me a year and a half to get to the mentality that I have now, but I love being with myself now. I enjoy my own company almost more than I enjoy anyone else's company. Like I I love being with my dogs. I love being with Lee. I love being with Katie and Henry. And I enjoy visiting my family for like a week and then you know how it is things you know you, you're you're all ready to go but over all of those things even when I've been with Lee for a couple weeks and we've been together all day every day for a while or when I was traveling with Henry for a couple months I always need time alone I always need to separate myself for a minute gather myself remember who I am even if it's only for 15 minutes kind of come back to me and then I'm a better friend, I'm a better sister, I'm a better daughter when I can present myself to them and not this shell of a person that I was when I lived in Chicago before van life. And I don't say that to be like dark or anything, but you know, I wasn't myself. I just, I I couldn't give anyone myself because I I wasn't me. (laughs) Like I didn't even know who I was. And so, you know, being alone has quite literally changed my life. Being lonely has changed my life. Being lonely has made me who I am. And I think that's why I feel so passionately when I hear people talking about this concept of like, you know, being so lonely and not wanting to do van life because they have suffered depression and they know they're going to be lonely and all of these things because van life will do the complete opposite, I think, of what you're expecting. Only if you allow it to, though. Like, only if you can go into it and shift your perspective, change your mind, and really force yourself at first to be okay with being by yourself, to enjoy being by yourself. You know, we have this idea that like going out to dinner by yourself is so lame. Going to the movies is, you know, so lame to do alone. No, I love, go. there's honestly nothing in this world I love doing more than going to the movies by myself. There's nothing in this world I love more than going to a restaurant with a bar and sitting at the bar by myself, eating dinner, having a couple glasses of wine, And then coming back to my dogs in the van and just hanging out. It it just isn't a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It is a beautiful, wonderful thing that we need as human beings to, to be alone and to sit with ourselves and to enjoy our company. And one of the last things I want to say is, uh, that it not only, like, changes 
how you perceive yourself and um, just kind of your overall happiness, but it also gives you the time to like plan what you want to do with your future and where you want to go and how to get there and who you want to be in five years and 10 years. And it really allows you to kind of focus on that plan. And instead of being completely consumed by your everyday life and your routine and everything like that, or just constantly needing a relationship in place and distracting yourself with all of these things, being alone allows you to write down and journal and think and brainstorm about your entire future and where you want to go. (laughs) And that is one of the best gifts that van life has really given me is like this space to mess up and, you know, keep on going and like realize that that's perfectly fine and that doesn't like ruin your life or anything and accelerates my my dreams. Like it really has accelerated where I want to go and not just because I'm taking action every day, but it has given me the time to quite literally just sit down and figure out what the hell I want to do with my life. And that's so important as well when you're filled with distractions, like you just don't ever have that time. So that is pretty much everything that I, uh, that I have to say other than getting a dog. I have that written down, but you know, some people are not dog people. I don't know who those people are, but, uh, getting a dog was the best decision of my life. I really do think that I wouldn't be as happy as I am if I didn't have Ella. And of course now I have Pearl, but you know, throughout those days at the beginning where things were still pretty dark, I did have Ella to just make, make me laugh on a day where, I was alone in the desert and, you know, nothing was going to make me laugh. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't like with anyone. So no one was there to make me, to make me laugh. But Ella would do something silly and have me in tears. And then I would quickly realize like, oh my God, she's the only reason I'm laughing today. She's the only reason like I am going to smile today and be in a good mood because I get to go outside with this dog. So if you are considering having a dog in a van or even just in your apartment or anything like that, she has any, I'm only saying Ella specifically because Pearl is newer into the picture. She was kind of that dog that I got when I was like mentally and emotionally ready. Ella was the dog that helped me get to that point, but she just, she gave me a purpose and a reason. And I woke up early in the morning because I had a puppy and I needed to take care of her. And I got to start my day literally going outside and breathing in the fresh air because I had to take my dog out. And what did I do right before I went to bed? I had to take my dog out. So she really gave me this reason to get up in the morning and to go outside in the morning, to go outside at night, to take a break from my laptop every few hours. And like I said, to just breathe in the fresh air, to go on a hike and uh, just push me to continue to exercise and, and do those things. It really was all because of her. So I attribute a lot of, you know, my, my happiness and my time alone being the way that it was because I had a little furry friend to pet and cry into and make me laugh and all of that good stuff. So if you've been considering it, I highly recommend adopting a dog. However, now I do think that is pretty much everything. Thank you for listening to this one. This is one of those topics that's really near and dear to my heart because I feel very passionately about it. Um, I feel very passionately about people being alone and like needing that and not perceiving it as this 
you know, this negative or this bad thing because it it just isn't and it shouldn't be that way. Have fun by yourself. Like, lighten up, (laughs) you know? Like, enjoy your day by yourself. You get to be by yourself. That is amazing. Like, that is a great thing. And if you don't feel like you've had much alone time lately, go out to dinner, you know? Tell your wife, tell your husband, tell whoever, you know, today I'm gonna take myself out to dinner. I love you and I'll see you afterwards. We can, you know, meet me at the restaurant for drinks afterwards, but I'm gonna sit here for an hour and just chill by myself. And sometimes that's all we need. So I hope that you liked this episode. I sure enjoyed talking about it. I feel like this is one of those things that I have thought a lot about by myself, but I haven't really had the chance to get to talk in length about. So I hope this has opened your eyes at the very least, or if you are anyone out there considering van life and this was something on your mind, I hope that this helped ease that thought process a bit. And if you want to talk further about it with me, you know where to find me. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. I will see you next week when we talk all about the lovely topic of social anxiety and how fun that can be too. Lonely and social anxiety. We are mental health queens over here. (laughs) Uh, No, let's not pretend like we have anything figured out either. But yeah, anyways, I love you guys and I will see you next week. Thank you so much.